It's now time for Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Mike will get you into the ring with the latest boxing and MMA info, the Lobos, and much more. Now, here's Mike Adams 2.0. Presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Good morning, sports fans. Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Happy holidays. Some great football over the weekend. And I hope you enjoy your families. Now let's get to the show. Joining us this week again, Preston John Michael Adams is in the building. Michael Frankel's in the building. Usually we start with fact or fiction. But I wanted to go a different direction today. And the direction is this, Micah. The World Cup. Messi finally gets that the trophy that he had been coveting for years to put him in the category of Pele and Diego Merdana. And not only that, Mbappe from France scores four goals. So I wanted to start off today by saying this, Mike, and I want Preston to chime in, you to chime in. After they win the World Cup and go to Argentina, I can't tell you how many people were there at that parade, but they had to fly out of the parade. I've never seen a parade where you win a title and they have to fly you out because there's nowhere to go. But my question now becomes this. Tom Brady is in rarefied air. LeBron James, Kobe, Mike Jordan, all in rarefied air. Right? Is Messi the greatest athlete with his accomplishment of winning the World Cup is he the all-time greatest of all time, regardless of sport? Go ahead, Micah. I don't believe in that question at all. Just I factually don't believe in that question. I'm going to divide lines. There's the greatest football player, soccer player ever. There's the greatest football player ever, and we can give 11 different positions to that one. There's the greatest basketball player ever. That one we can get down to one singular. We can get down to the greatest hitter in baseball, the greatest fielder in baseball, the greatest pitcher in baseball, the greatest goal scorer, the greatest goon in hockey, the greatest goalie in hockey. But I don't think that you can... Put one sport and say, this guy would transcend it. Michael Jordan proved you can't do that. We haven't seen anybody but a, a Deion Sanders, a, a Bo Jackson transcend sport and go to the highest level in two different sports. So if you want to go greatest athlete of all time, I might have to go with one of those gentlemen, maybe an Olympian like a, a Carl Lewis who went through many different uh different sports and different competitions. That says to me greatest athlete. If you want to say that this makes him one of the three greatest football players, soccer players of all time, let's go down that debate because that's his sport. That's his lane. If you want to say he's in the competition for 2022 athlete of the year, we can go down that lane. Which lane do you want to choose? Because I can't give him just greatest athlete of all time. Preston, your thoughts after this performance I'm talking Kobe, I'm talking LeBron, I'm talking Montana, Brady. You, Messi definitely has the argument to be the greatest athlete of all time. I mean, he has the accolades. He's represented it through, I mean, he's only 30, what, 30-something? 30 35. And he's done all this, and he's showing nothing but improvement, and it's crazy that he's just kept up. So you could definitely argue that he is the best athlete of all time. But at the same time, you also have people such as Kobe, who I believe is the best athlete of all time. But that's just a personal opinion. Here's my, here's to back this up, Micah. Jordan won six titles, Olympic gold, won the 
the title at Carolina in college. Brady has seven Super Bowl rings. And they've had parades and everything like this. Messi goes out in front of the world. In front of the world. Now, he's accomplished everything in his particular sport. He's won MVPs. He's won La Ligas and everywhere he's played. I can go down the list if you want me to. But he did it globally and live in front of 88,000. Then he goes back to Argentina and they have to take to the air to get out. Globally, globally, there's no one bigger than Lionel Messi to ever do it. Well, this is my problem with the argument. There's a guy like Pele who was doing it at 18 years old, scored and won two World Cups for his country. Not one, not one, but won two. There's this guy. Uh, you keep screaming his name for weeks. Um, I think it's Mbappe. Didn't he win one already four years ago and was going for a second one? Soccer has a lot of guys that I don't know if he's towering over. There's numbers like 100 points in a game. Wilt Chamberlain. That towers over what most dudes have ever done. Colby got eight. 82% of the way there, and that is incredible in its own right, but you can't reach 100. But to tell me that no one can ever do what Messi did, I'm like, you're already telling me, you're telling me that Mbappe could do it. That's why I, I can't put him greatest of all time if the next dude behind him is so close behind him already. Mbappe had four goals in that game. He had three. He scored every goal for France, and then he hits a penalty kick. Is Mbappe, Preston, the new, you know, John Morant? Of, of, to give it kind of an example, John Morant awes when we watch him with his dunking and with his athleticism. Would you, is that a good comparison for Mbappe? You could do that for sure, but personally, I'd compare him to someone more like Giannis, just someone who's so dominant on what he does with what he does, and he's just scary to watch. I mean... A hat trick in the World Cup is insane, such as Giannis maybe getting a technical at the free throw. Well, and, and that would be in different terms, but Mbappe's definitely the future of the sport, Micah. He's the future. Well, to me, it seemed like coming in, it was, who's bigger, Ronaldo or Messi? And we walked away saying... Oh, it's definitely Messi, but oh, Mbappe's too, actually. It's not even Ronaldo. That's where I can't say he's so far ahead of the pack to just give him this greatest of all time. Like we've seen, and you could even go to Tom Brady, he's transcended teams, had so many different iterations of the Patriots and been successful with them, going over to Tampa Bay, a totally new system and everything. That is has a lot of level T to a conversation like this, how you're able to transcend to go to different teams and have that impact. So let's go down a different road and stay on the subject. Let's take a guy like Ovechkin, right? Is he the greatest hockey player of all time now, or is it still the great one, Wayne Gretzky? Because what Ovechkin has accomplished, you could put him in the conversation, but to me it's still Wayne Gretzky. And When I talk about rarefied air, Gretzky is in rarefied air. You could comp- you could compare with everything Gretzky's done and everything Jordan's done, who's done more? Gretzky, Mbappe, or not Mbappe, Messi, who's done more? Because that's rarefied air. Wilt Chamberlain's 100 is rarefied air. So my question now for hockey fan, is Ovechkin the best to ever do it? Now, see, I got to go with you and go with Wayne Gretzky. You look at Ovechkin just last night or the other night. He... 
past Gordie Howe for most shots on goal. So he's had more opportunities, more opportunities than Gretzky had. And think about this. If Gretzky never scored a goal in his entire NHL career, just off of assists alone, he would still be the leading scorer. I think it was just artistry at a different level where Ovechkin... He's this towering, powering force that has had this longevity that is remarkable in its own right. But I just think there was this skill level to what Gretzky that was doing that was more magical, that was more captivating to the audience. Now I go to you, Press, and I ask you this. LeBron James will break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record, which was rarefied air. About 700 points away he is right now. Okay. So when LeBron breaks that record... And I'm talking about Messi globally. Is LeBron there globally? Globally. I'm talking throughout the world. LeBron has definitely made a name for himself. I wouldn't say he's as global as Lionel Messi just because football is a worldwide sport. Basketball is played mostly in America. You don't see it a lot of other places as big as it is in America. And you got football everywhere. You got football South America, Europe, all parts of the world, all seven countries, all seven continents, my bad. All seven continents get a little piece of that. <laughs> There's probably a cricket player that none of us know his name that's actually the most famous athlete on the planet. Don't remember, a nation of a billion strong. And if your social studies teacher's listening right now, that's seven continents. Yeah, I apologize, Mr. V. <laughs> Mr. V, that was seven continents. If you're listening, uh, shout out to you. Now, let's stay in the subject matter, Micah, because... We're talking about the greatest to ever do it of all time. And what I was mesmerized about is I was flying from here to Cincinnati. Had a had a delay in Houston. And it just so happened the World Cup was playing. And I have to tell you this because it meant something. There's a lot of holiday travelers. You watch it on the news every day, correct? Tons. The entire airport, Micah, stopped to watch this game. And not just that. You know how they call you to your gate and they say we're boarding? You know, uh, letter A comes first, letter B. You know what I'm talking about? No one's moving, I'm guessing? No, the lady had to say, the plane is leaving, you must board now. Mind you, we were delayed and no one wanted to get on the plane. And that tells you the magnitude of this game. World Cup had a lot of people captivated. And when it's holiday travel, you want to get on the plane, right? You don't want to be delayed. And that was an early morning game. And people were frozen to the TV, Micah. That tells me something. That tells me something. How many times were me and you on the phone throughout the game? A, a couple a couple interactions, at least six. Right. And that was because it was captivating. And let's not forget what Mbappe did. I mean, to score th- all the goals, a hat trick, then have to go to penalty kicks and hit another one, Micah? I mean, this is... This game is difficult. You barely get goals as it is, and this guy hits four of them. And this is more proof globally of why they say this is the biggest sport outside of what we pay attention to here in America. Let me ask you this, Preston. Lewis Hamilton has taken the world by storm when it comes to Formula One. And Formula One globally is growing. It's going to Las Vegas, Nevada. It's gone, it's gone into more places, Micah, Miami, all over now. International. It's taken over the whole globe. Some exotic sceneries. What they had set up in Miami was one of a kind. I think they went down to Mexico City, and then we're seeing Vegas here coming up shortly. So my point is, 
Fedor Emelianenko may be the greatest MMA fighter of all time. There's an argument. There's an argument, but I'll stay with Fedor. I look at, at I look at boxing and the greatest all time. You have to put Floyd in the discussion. Retired undefeated, so he's in the discussion. You look at the greatest quarterback, it has to be Brady. Greatest basketball player to me, and this is just me, is LeBron. That's There's a ton of argument there. Man, there's so much argument there. Best baseball player, just stay with me, best baseball player, Barry Bonds, have to be. There'd be argument, but I would say Bonds. Okay, then the greatest tennis player of all time, I'm going to say... Man, there's 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 too many, but we'll just pick one for this for this little exercise. You go doing. male and female. Right. That was going to be my you question. You know, it would have to be you Serena. Go Serena. Absolutely, okay. have to be Serena. So let's just stay with Serena for tennis, okay? Gretzky and hockey, Woods and golf, or Palmer or Nicholas. There's an argument. I'll say Woods and Messi in soccer. You realize that there was a point in the Masters where Tiger Woods was like 250 strokes less than the next closest guy. If you want to bring in everybody, and we talk about their accomplishments, I don't know if anyone is 250 points, strokes, goals ahead of the competition. I I think you might have hit a sweet spot there. So Woods is in the discussion for sure. Oh, yeah. So now I, I ask you, Press, with this new wave of, of basketball players, right? We have Jaw, we have Giannis. Like in your era, who are those guys that you think could be, I don't want to say be the next LeBron, but can accomplish those same types of things that LeBron did, which Kobe did before him, which Jordan did before him? Uh, there are definitely a lot of prospects coming up young in the NBA. Uh, some of those being Luca, Trey, Ja, Giannis, Jason Tatum. But with these players such as Luca, they aren't going to accomplish what LeBron did just because of the team he's on. He doesn't have any help. He's not going to get a title anytime soon with the Mavericks. I don't see that happening. Uh, if he does plan on doing something like that, either the Mavs need to make a move or he needs to make a move somewhere else or else he's not going to get to that level. And at this stage, Micah, just real quick, if I can add, Giannis is probably the closest that could get to those levels, right? With the Bucks, they might go back. They might go back to the finals. When you get to the winning of those legends, and don't forget to put Steph Curry in there, Giannis can equal the winning. If you're talking about the global stardom, Giannis and Luka both have the opportunity to be LeBron. If you're talking about accumulating the stats, that's where I actually think Luka could be the one to accumulate as much as LeBron. We see he shoots as many threes as Steph Curry. He's already shooting at a higher clip than LeBron. He came into this league very young, and on the flip side, having absolutely no one around him that the Mavericks are inept at putting together a team right now plays perfectly into the LeBron story because Luka's going to stack up all kinds of crazy stats, and eventually we'll get to the Heat era where he either finds a new team or they do put a team around him. He'll balance out his stats for a while, and in a rebuilding process like LeBron is in, you could see him bulking those stats back up. So I could see Luka being actually the next guy that we could say he might try to become LeBron. Minutes played, games played, stats, points, all that. But from a winning aspect, I'm with you on Giannis. And I'm going to go with Preston on this. Where would Luka have to be right now? 
Like, what team would Luca have to be to compete and get rings? Like, what's the perfect fit for Luka Doncic, right? Is it the Miami Heat? Does he make the Heat an instant winner? Maybe a couple of titles? I don't know. If he went right now and said, hey, I'm going to take my talents to the Memphis Grizzlies to somewhere where he does have help and could actually get a couple of rings, press, what's that team? I mean, where would he have to go? I mean, I'd pair him up with the other biggest talent in the NBA right now, and that being Giannis, uh, with a, a guard and a big. That's not gonna. That's not gonna get stopped by anybody in the NBA. Now, does that equate to when LeBron went with Bosh and Wade? Would that be the same equation? Oh, that would be the same thing. I was thinking on a much lower scope. What if you put Luca? On Sacramento, you added him into what Sabonis and Fox are doing. Now there's another guy that he can relay in. There's guys that can move the ball around and are already having a good two-man game in that same aspect. What about if you put Luka on the Pacers, look at Matherin, you put him back on the bench, so you have a sixth guy that can come off and score, and you already have uh, Halliburton leading the league in assists, so that takes the ball out of Luka's hands, which he's had to have way too much, and he'd be able to play off some guys also. I was thinking of team that would build him rather than just a, another superstar structure. Would would If Luca was with Paulo Banchero right now, is that a good I mean, could they win some rings in that mix? They have the possibility to grow together. They're both very prominent players and they show growth. And if they grew together, they could build that chemistry up and potentially win a ship. So I think we're all in agreement. Numbers wise, Luca might get there. Numbers wise. Rings wise, no way. No, not right now, not with the current trajectory. And when the NBA has it so heavily leveled that your home team can give you so much of a higher Supermax offer, it doesn't look like anyone else would really have the bidding space for Luka. Well, now this leads me into this. If that's the case, right, then are we ever going to see anybody win five rings again? Because look at, look at the NBA as a whole right now. You know, KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, that's a big three. Because the big three was formed not by... LeBron didn't start big threes. The big three was done way before. Before that. You you know, you can go to Bird, McHale, and Parrish. That's a big three to me. Kareem, Magic, and Worthy's not a big three? That's a big three. How much expansion? You got to think back on some of these. They are, there's been quite a bit of expansion in the NBA, adding four, six, eight teams since at least that first big three you said. So at least back in the day, it felt more right that all the talent was consolidated. Pierce, Allen, Garnett was a big three. Oh, yeah, it was. Right? So it wasn't like LeBron started these big threes. And Kyrie, KD, and Ben Simmons won't win the NBA title. A big three would have to be Luka. You would go with Giannis, and who would be the third? Who would be the third to fill out that big three if they could play together? Because at this pace, I don't see, after LeBron, anybody winning five rings. I really don't. Well, they already got the third member in Milwaukee. You got Drew Holiday. That's the guy that would fill out that roster. He's a three-point shooter that puts pressure on the ball, and he'd be defending because Luka needs a aggressive, defensively-oriented guard next to him to make up for his defaults. Who would you say, Press? Drew Holiday, maybe, but who would be that third guy to get him not just one ring, but one or two or three rings? I mean, yeah, you could put Drew Holiday, but at the end of the day, if you want a superstar on your team, I'd go with Jason Tatum to end up to curve out those three, and they could get them 
I'd see five rings out of that. Okay, and that's what I mean. Those guys are never going to play together. Right, that, that's and, some fantasy. Right, but but we never thought LeBron, D. Wade, and Bosch were going to play together. So when we think about this out loud, will there be another guy in the NBA to win five rings? I say no. I don't think so. You see too much. Maybe Steph. Giannis wants to stay at home. I don't know if they can do it this year. The Warriors look to be slowing down. They got to make some moves. The young guys have not filled out that roster. You got guys like John. Look, John Morant. Look at how the Grizzlies are all of a sudden playing. Zion's coming on hard. All of a sudden, who thought that would work like it has with the Pelicans? The NBA is so random. Even though we can usually see our finals teams coming, like, a couple years ago with the Suns, injuries play a big part into who's actually going to win this down the stretch. I think I can say this with a factual statement behind it, an exclamation point. There'll never be a guy to win five rings in the NBA again while I'm alive. There'll never be anybody to win seven Super Bowls again. I just think that's, a, that's one that will never be broke, Micah, ever, the seven Super Bowl rings by one quarterback. Is Mahomes only at one right now? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. He's got a long way to go. And I think uh, what Kobe accomplished, Jordan accomplished, Kareem, Duncan, Robert Horry, to win that many rings and never be done again. No, 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 no. See, because it's that last name, and that's why we all believe it's possible. Horry had seven. Horry had seven. I think Kerr had five. There's role players with the dynamics of a three-point shooting league. If you woke up one day and Seth Curry ends up with five rings, not Steph Curry, Seth Curry, you wouldn't be surprised. I'm glad we had this little fireside chat. I wanted to bring up Lionel Messi. I wanted to see if anybody will ever win five rings. Like In soccer, we can all agree Mbappe may break Messi's records. There's that possibility. I don't think anybody's going to catch LeBron, and I don't think any quarterback will ever catch Brady, ever. So what LeBron's going to accomplish, we have to appreciate. You're listening to Mike Adams 2.0 ESPN Radio, 101.7, the team. Let's get back to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Happy holidays. Welcome back. Mike Adams 2.0 ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Go to the Instagram at Mike Adams 2.0. You can also follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. The guest list this year was truly incredible. I have to take a moment and thank every guest that walked into this studio. Micah, and you talk about unique, right? From the producer and engineer of Fleetwood Mac to chefs to DJs. I mean, you name it, they came through. Larry the Jeweler was a great interview. Shout out, Larry the Jeweler, if you're listening. But did we have some incredible interviews in 2022? We've had some champs. We've had some ultimate fighters. We've had some actors. We've had some great stories. We've heard of people coming back with just coming up from a few dollars. We've we've heard about the groundbreaking of a reality show that you can hear or see on TNT right now. This has been a wild year. It's been a great year, and I want to thank all the guests. 2023 is lining up to be amazing. We started this a couple of years ago just wanting to do a show very unique. And we've already, I think we're close. I got to ask Sal. I want to say we're close to 100 episodes already, which is pretty incredible. And we keep moving. 
now it's that time. I know you guys, you know, it's funny, Micah, you never know who's listening, but I have people come up and say, that's a fact. It's now time for fact or fiction. Michael Frankel, start us up. Fact or fiction. Franco Harris's Super Bowl rushing yard record will never be broke. There's, there's, you could have brought that up in the first. You could have brought that up in the first segment. And rest in peace, Franco Harris, one of the greatest to ever do it, ever do it. And they play the Raiders this weekend, and everybody remembers Franco Harris catching that ball and running it for the touchdown. Oh man. I, I don't think it'd be. I think it lasts for a long time, Michael. Four time Super Bowl winner. That's four times he was in the big game and the focal point of the office. Don't forget a nine time Pro Bowler, over 12,000 rushing yards in his illustrious career. Last Saturday night, Strickland versus Cannoneer. Close fight. Should have been a draw. I, I'll say fact. I thought that no one did enough, Micah, for a solidified win. So I'm going to say fact. When literally two of the judges ringside scored every round exact opposite, exactly opposite, that is a draw in my book. We also got to talk about, you said it and you already stole it from me, Messi, I'll skip that one real quick, Trevor Lawrence. He has proved that all of the hype coming in is real about him. Uh, Preston was just talking, we were in the car right now, he said Trevor Lawrence, people will, will remember his name, Sam Hauser, I just talked to him, he said... Uh, they're going to know his name now, Press. Trevor Lawrence, legit, I say fact, legit, and Jacksonville makes the playoffs. I'm going to have to agree and go with fact on that. Okay, so one more was a little lower down there, but do they make the playoffs as a wild card, or do you guys got them winning the division? They, 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 listen, I wouldn't, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they win the division. So I'm going to say division, fact. I'm going to go wild card, fact. I'm going to go division because it's been the fall of the Titans, not the rise of the Titans here this season. But one of my favorite movies is Remember the Titans. Go ahead. Got to remember that one for maybe later Christmas gift. Chandler Jones, that was the most dynamic way to end a game ever. Mike, I've never seen it in the history of football, right? Or have we? But a Patriots team coached as well as they are, and they're, they're pitching the ball backwards. And Chandler Jones is the brother to John Bones Jones. Baby brother. And can you did you see that stiff arm to Mac Jones? All I'm thinking is, Jones got hands. Who thought he could catch like that? A DN? You don't end up a DN at that size with that speed if you can catch like that. I think I'm seeing tight end material there. Let me ask you this. Did you listen to Paul Wall and Mike Jones? Who? Go ahead. Hopefully you guys all got I that I got it. One. I hope they did too, Micah. The Magic are the funnest young team to watch in the NBA. Fact. I mean, Paulo Banchero can go. I mean, the guy's legit. And I have to... So I'm going to say fact. Is Banchero better than Zion when Zion came into the league? I mean, when Zion came into the league, he was dealing with a bunch of injuries. So as of right now, Paulo is a more fun player to watch than Zion, but... Personally, I'm going to go Zion as the better player than Paolo. So the, it's a fact, Mike. Orlando's, I like watching. Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, Bo Bo out there hitting three-pointers and hitting spin moves on, dude. Franz Wagner, this team is so stacked. It's fun to watch them lead past favorites. The Packers have learned to run the ball. I'm going to say fiction. You, you thought I was going to say fact. But uh, here's the thing, Mike. It's one game. One game. I, I mean, I, I can't say they've learned to run the ball in one game. We have filth and faith in A.J. Dillon. We have faith in Aaron Jones. 
the Packers can have a diverse offense. I, I don't know. Do you guys think that this is it? it was this la- Aaron Rodgers' last year in Green Bay? I, I, I don't know the answer. I don't want to say fact or fiction. He might sign for another 50-some million. Nobody knows that answer, Micah, so I'm not going to say fact and I'm not going to say fiction. Is Rodgers better than Brady statistic-wise, not ring-wise? Statistic-wise, no. Brady's better than Aaron Rodgers in any way, shape, and form. If we're at one of your favorites, the New Mexico State Fair, and we have the football (laughs) game thrown through the tire game, yes, there I am picking A-Rod, Aaron Rodgers. But if we're going out on the field and it's the Super Bowl and we're doing the big game, that Brady guy has got the magic. He's got the juice. Micah, stay with the State Fair real quick. If you've ever shot on one of their baskets, it's not a regulation rim, just so you know. If you're trying to win a bear, okay, just go buy a bear. Build the bear. Micah, continue. I made the mistake of actually trying to shoot a hoop at Universal Studio. That was the flattest ball I've ever seen. I've seen tires with nails in them that had more air still left. But I digress. Have we seen the last of Baker Mayfield as a starting quarterback? I hate to say fact because I like Baker Mayfield. I really do. Like, I want him to win. But I think this is, you know, is Zach Wilson done? Let me let me counter you. Is Zach Wilson going to ever quarterback in New York again? I just wish there was a Dennis the Menace around to make a Mr. Wilson joke because he's aged in that pocket, quickly getting beat up, making bad mistakes. Did you see how happy the Jets fan base was to have the third-string quarterback in there? Yeah, unbelievable, Micah. That's a tough crowd. I, I think they're both done. I, I'd hate to say it. Baker's looking at being a career backup at best. I thought he'd do a little bit better for the Rams than what he is. The Eagles should be resting Jalen Hurts as they are. For this week, yes, but I think the Cowboys will beat the Eagles. So fact that the Cowboys beat the Eagles. Should they rest Jalen Hurts not for the Cowboy game? So that I'm going to go fiction. After the Cowboy game, yes. It was a fact to rest him because it's not the Super Bowl. They are guaranteed a playoff spot. This is not the Super Bowl. I think it's the right move. What do you think, Preston? Yeah, I'm going to agree with resting him. Uh, We see people getting rested in the NBA, and it's for their own good. It's for their own health. I mean, these precautions that they're taking are necessary to make sure that you have them in big games such as the Super Bowl. Talking about rest, we knew it was coming up. We knew there was going to be a rest for AD. How how how, how bad is this for Laker Nation? Yeah, it's it's tough, Micah. So fact, <laughs> it's tough on the Lakers. And the Lakers are going to have to overhaul the entire team here in a minute. They're going to have to. Is it a fact that this, again, just proves you cannot build around Anthony Davis? We cannot trust him for 82. Well, Micah, you could in the past. And they did win one with him. I mean, that they, was 56. They, that wasn't 82. But they accomplished. He gets the ring, yep. but it doesn't change the narrative of his fragility. Yeah, I think it's it's time. The Lakers need to move Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, and get people around LeBron. LeBron still, people forget this, Micah, and this is a fact. LeBron's still putting up over 26 a game. He's putting up over 26 a game. That's impressive. But putting up 40 and 20, 13, 13, and 13. Jokic is playing and operating offense on another level. That's a fact. And I told you a couple weeks ago, you said Jokic was kind of sleeping. He wasn't He wasn't seeing the ball enough. Well, guess what? The message came clear across, Micah. Whoever said get the ball to Jokic, they listened. Mike Adams, 2022 Athlete of the Year is Nadal. Lionel Messi.
You're going Messi, the World Cup, over the two uh, Grand Slams. I'm going with Messi. Greatest 22 all sports who did it the best. 2022 is going to have to be Lionel Messi. Yeah, I agree. There's nothing, Mike, I've never, and this is what solidifies it for me. I'm delayed in Houston, and everybody's pinned to a TV. Listen, we're not in Qatar. We're not in Buenos Aires, Argentina. I'm at an airport in Houston, and no one wants to get on the plane. Because they're watching a game. Lionel Messi. I'm glad Argentina won. Shout out Santiago Ponzinibbio. Talked to him before at the UFC. Great guy. Carlos Correa and the $800 million Mets have a huge now Baron to burden. They are the richest roster. They need to win the World Series. They have to, fact. There's no questions asked. If the Mets are spending that kind of money and you can't win, that's tough. But at least the guy's all in. He's going to try. And, Mike, I told you this maybe three years ago. I said, if the Mets ever want to act like the 86 Mets, that's when they want it, Micah, by the way. Okay. Good and strawberry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The question now becomes, if you're going to get to that and overcome the Yankees, look at how much money they spent. Yankees just spent a ton of money on Judge. Don't forget, Radon, we also got a new pitcher in there. Got a second ace in the hole. Does this, you think, possibly change the landscape of baseball? We've got five teams ridiculously outspending everyone else. Yeah, it does. That's a fact. And, and the thing about baseball, your money's guaranteed. You know what? I, I, I Play baseball. Would you agree, Press? If any sport, play baseball. You get all your money. I'd play baseball. I mean, <laughs> if I could just say I'm hurt or I got something going on, and at the end of the day, I'm still going to get my money. Mike, it's incredible what baseball's doing with the salaries. It's incredible what they're doing with the salaries. Going to change it up to you guys. Haven't talked much college basketball. Do you guys see anyone better right now than Kansas's Jalen Williams? Oh, he's tough, Mike. So I'm going I'm to say in the last couple of weeks that I've been watching, because I can only talk about he, fact, he's legit. Oh, legit. Legit. Looking and, legit out there. Frank Warren, how legit is he as the dark horse to be in some big boxing matches this coming year? Yeah, I, I want to say, Micah, he's made a name for himself. I don't want to say fact he's going to take over 23. I don't want to say that. But I think he's going to be across from a guy that you wouldn't expect him to see if you were just that every so often boxing fan. That's fair. That's a fair answer. So I, I, I don't see him taking over 23, but do I think... He could upset somebody in 23, yes. You know, i got to come with the combat sports news. February 17th, Tingley Coliseum. Tingley Coliseum, not Rio Rancho. It is Bare Knuckle FC. It has been approved by the New Mexico Athletic Commission. But on hold is approval for the main event. The commission is awaiting further testing to, uh, to officially sanction Sanchez versus Trout. Is that the right call? Uh, I'm going to say this, Micah. Shout out Diego Sanchez. He's been here live in studio. Shout out Austin, no doubt Trout. It's my guy. Both of them. I hate that they're even fighting each other. I get it. It's business. I get it. And especially in a bare-knuckle fight and Austin being a world champion boxer, Diego's most incredible wrestler you'll see. Um, I I don't even want to see the fight, Micah. I know it's business, but I don't even want to see those two guys fight. Press, you know them both. You know Austin, no doubt, Trout from Las Cruces. Bare Knuckles, Albuquerque, Trout Sanchez, we know him well. That's a tough one, right? You don't want to see him fight. Yeah, that's a tough one to watch. You see two buddies going at it. 
But at the end of the day, I think Mike Trout is going to get that done in that situation. Yeah, I mean, Austin Trout, Micah, how long have we covered both of them? Oh, it's been a decade. And they're both our guys. Both our guys, both the local favorites. I think it is right, though, for the commission with two older athletes, because we have been covering them a while, to say, hey, we just like some extra medical tests done. Just just want to be safe here. And if they're both willing to fight, I just don't like that they're fighting each other. I get it. It's business. Business is business. I, I Shout out Diamond Boy, by the way. I just talked to him. He's going to be fighting February 4th. February 4th, Revel Entertainment Center. This coming week, everybody, press conference, tentatively scheduled for Wednesday. If you can't be there, cagedminds.com, going to have all the details. But Diamond Boy in the main event, you got Pitbull in the co-main event, Jordan OMG, Garcia is going to be on the card. You also got Justice Jerome, whole card full of Albuquerque talent. So OMG comes back. She comes back. All right, that's a great card. And... Micah, what an incredible run. I got to ask you both this. Favorite Christmas movie? What is it, Micah? What do you enjoy? Oh, I, you're asking me this, and it's a, I think it's called Jingle All the Way. All right. Well, we'll go with that. I can't fact check it because I've never heard of that movie, but go ahead, Preston. Uh, best Christmas movie is going to have to be The Grinch. All right. And, and that's what it's about, right? Favorite Christmas cookie? Anything with icing on it. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Biscochito. I'm going to go with the Biscochito, too. I have to. How about this? The best Christmas carol, Micah. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Christmas carols. I got to go with something uh, more recent, and that's going to be Justin Bieber's whole Christmas album. Oh, okay. You know, and, and whatever you enjoy, enjoy it. I just want everybody to have a happy holiday. I'm excited for... For people to just enjoy themselves, right? Be safe on the road, okay? Safe in your travels. I want to give a big shout-out to Sal. All year we were together. He did a tremendous job. And then I come in studio and I get Sam Hauser. You listen to him in the afternoons every day at the 5 at 5. And I'll be listening today. Micah, the 5 at 5, it's catchy. you got to admit it. Oh, man, it's definitely catchy. Sam Hauser does a great job. And then I can't believe he flies all the way across the country to jump on the Celtics bench, dropping (laughs) (laughs) three-pointers. Sam, if that doesn't tell you somebody's listening to you and Joe O'Neill, that proves it. That's proof in the pudding. I want to thank both of you. Micah, what a tremendous year, man. You've been all over covering the UFC and all the cities. And now if you watch a press conference on TV, there's Micah asking questions. You've come a long way in a year. Done a lot. Been to six events. Trying to do more next year. And trying to get the best answers I can from fighters. Well, outside of Derek Lewis laughing at me. Preston, it's been an incredible year. College was good. And you'll be heading back to college. Go Aggies, right? Go Aggies. You know, and and the thing is, um, we got... The Lobos right now at 12-0. and 0. How incredible is that? Shout out Coach Richard Patino. 12-0. and 0. I hope the pit gets back to what it used to be. I really do. And we got Colorado State on Wednesday, and I think we could possibly get there. And as far as the Aggies are concerned, uh, good year in football, 6-6, six and six, right? And they'll be playing in a bowl soon. And, you know, college basketball right now, the Jayhawks, all right? How about the University of Houston, Micah? 
it's a it's a different kind of landscape this year. Number one has been getting knocked off, and Houston though still keeping pace with everybody there at the top five. Yeah, so. Shout out to the local schools, Highlands, Eastern, Western, everybody. Good luck this year. See, Sam, we appreciate everybody. All right. That's the end of this show. I don't believe we have a show until 2023, correct? Or is there one next week, Michael? You, you tell You're me, good boss. with the calendar. I, I think we got, we got a, a new year still to go. And the new year is going to be the countdown of all countdowns. This isn't going to be Casey Kasem's countdown. Because I haven't counted down the top 100. I stopped at 58, Rod Stewart. So, Michael, we are going to go through 57 through 1 next week like you've never seen. The Mike Adams Countdown Spectacular. Everybody's been waiting for it. I've been getting DMs. People wonder, why did we stop? Where did it go? I said, there's a method to the madness. You just got to wait and see. So, 57 to 1 next week. And I might have... Here's the thing. Rod Stewart, I, you know... He's great. I wanted to stop there, Sam, but people were asking, can you get to number one, please? You can't leave him like that. You can't cliffhang. It wasn't the season finale. Press, favorite band ever, favorite artist ever, number one right now. If you could only pick one, who are you listening to? If I'm picking one, I'm going with J. Cole. J. Cole. Micah? I listen to way too much Eminem. All right. Both great artists. That's it, Sam Hauser. The show's Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. Alyssa Ryan Adams. Thanks for joining us for Mike Adams 2.0, presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Join us again next Saturday, 9 to 10, on your New Mexico-owned and operated station, ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.